all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew, and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. So, the Saints will be playing the Falcons on Thanksgiving night as the Saints, with a win, would wrap up the division. It's going to be a fun game, and obviously, Saints-Falcons game is Falcons hate week even though it's going to be a little condensed as the game's on Thursday and not going to be on Sunday. So so you won't have that Friday-Saturday to kind of beef with the Falcons. But obviously, it's going to be a big game, primetime game. And this is for the division. Saints win this, division is theirs, and they'll be the first team to clinch. So obviously, that's really important. And uh, honestly, the, the way the Saints are playing, you just want them to see a nice, clean football game. That's what I want to see from these Saints. Obviously, two weeks ago, they lost to the Falcons and... You're kind of coming in here and just like hoping that you don't want to see a um, repeat of that. Maybe it was three weeks ago at this point. You don't want to see a repeat of that game. You want to just play physical, win the line of scrimmage, and play smart because the penalties in the last few games have just been way too much for the Saints. So they got to bring that down. I think that's going to be kind of the way that the Falcons would win. It's just because because the Saints obviously are more skilled and they got the better players. But if the Falcons are able to control the line of scrimmage, control the physicality, get the Saints to make some stupid penalties, that's how the Saints are going to lose this game. And the Saints have been definitely more concise with the penalties on the road, not as many. Um, maybe it's just that discipline that they have maybe on the road. Like there's a smaller window for error. So again, I, I'm expecting the Saints to just clean all this stuff up. It's easy stuff to clean just with discipline and having a good week of practice. And obviously, it's not a full week of practice, but you're still going to have a, f- a few practices to really fix that. And that's going to be the main thing. I think the Saints are going to come up here, probably put not a basic game plan, but stuff that they already done before. The Falcons have probably seen the whole Saints playbook anyway, so throw some wrinkles in there. And I, I'm really expecting them to just pound the football and be physical and get this win, hopefully. I think that's kind of the biggest thing here. But some other notes is that the Saints have a 55.7% chance to win this game. They're favored by 7 points on the road, which is obviously really good. The betters, the um, statisticians are going to go with the Saints in this one, so that's very good. Obviously, the Saints lost two weeks ago, as we said, 26-9. They got blown out in that game. And you know why they got blown out? Because they lost the line of scrimmage battle both sides, and they gave up a lot of penalties. And that's never a good recipe for success. Now, last week, they were physical. They were winning the line of scrimmages, but the penalties were an issue. They still came up on top. In this game, they weren't able to do either, and they just got blown out by a Falcons team. Now, I know they didn't have they only have one win at that point. Now, they have three, but... That team is still very skillful, and they're definitely better than what the record says they are. So the Saints got to go up in here and just play a really good brand of football like they're used to. And I think that would bring them a victory here. Obviously, Michael Thomas, he's got the 104 catches for 1,242 yards, six touchdowns. So we'll see if he can add to that and keep on track with the um, the NFL record with Martin Harrison. See if he can catch that 143 catch record. That would be really cool. And the yards record, he would have to turn it on. But I still think he can do that. Last week, the Saints had 12 penalties for over 120 yards. And that's just, I mean, you're not going to win games like that in the future against other teams. Maybe on the road, you don't win that. Drew Brees ends up playing really well. Three touchdowns, one pick. But the Saints got to stop these penalties. That's not only going to be a key 
for this game coming up with the rest of the season. They got to get those penalties right. Definitely not have big penalties. Even that Falcons game, Saints had 12 penalties for 90 yards. Still a big amount, and they got to stop that in this one. And Drew Brees is one touchdown behind Tom Brady, and he's eight behind Peyton Manning for the overall career records. That's something to look out for kind of record-wise as Michael Thomas and Drew Brees are chasing some records. But I think that will wrap up our notes segment. Really, to me, this week is just about... It's it's a, We've seen the Falcons a lot. There's no big stats. There's no big this and that. The Falcons, we'll get to the injury report in, in just a second, but the Falcons are coming in here. Maybe you kind of, they're probably going to get Deontay Harris back. Or not Deontay Harris, Devontae Freeman back. I'm sorry. And the Saints probably will get De- Deontay Harris back. But the um, Falcons are going to probably lose Austin Hooper as he's probably not going to play this week. And then also Julio Jones did not practice Monday or Tuesday as well. So we'll have to see with them. But I think it's just going to be really interesting to see what they're able to do because most likely they're going to have um, they're going to have most of their team ready. Tack McKinley he was limited in both practices. He's probably going to play. Devontae Freeman is going to play. Tyler Davidson is going to play. Uh, Desmond Trufant will play. Um, again, these are obviously big names here for this team. Luke Stocker, their backup tight end to Austin Hooper. He didn't practice the first two games, so maybe they're going to be on their third tight end here. That's going to be really interesting to watch out for. But again, I, I think it's going to be, we're going to see probably the um, injury report on Wednesday, and then we'll get a much clearer view of where these teams, two teams stand in, in injuries. And with the Saints, Andrews Pete's not going to play. Taron Armstead's not going to play. And Zach Line probably won't play. And after that, I think everyone will play. That means we'll clap. Lattimore, I'm expecting to play. And Deontay Harris, I'm expecting to play in this one. So I think it's going to be really interesting to look at and just kind of how these Saints are playing. I think right now, you're pretty healthy. I mean, you look at, I mean, the Saints have, what, six guys on their injury report, and the Falcons have a lot more than six. I think they have closer to 10. So, again, I think it's going to be just the Saints, if they can stay kind of healthy. You know, the offensive line is hurting. But, again, I think once you get um, everyone back healthy, I think they'll be probably healthy for the playoffs, and that won't be a big issue. Now we're going to move over to our intriguing matchups. And first of all, I think, look, we're going to go through two matchups and then we have a third one. But the first two matchups are just going to be the up front right now. You're looking at this offensive line. They're coming in with their whole left side of the offensive line out. Andrews Pete out, Taron Armstead out. So now you're coming in here with Nick Easton. And then you're coming in here with probably Patrick Omame. So look, maybe you're putting in Ethan Greenage there, but still. The Saints are just going to be, obviously, with their second teamers here on that whole left side, and that's going to be something to look out for. The Falcons, last week, uh, last time they played the Saints, completely trounced the Saints, especially with this offensive line. I think that was the biggest way that they were able to beat the Saints. You're looking at this. It's just too many um, too many sacks in this one. And I think when looking at it, you have Breeze getting sacked six times, and the Falcons only had eight sacks coming into this game. Cannot happen again, so they have to win the upfront battle. And the Saints were running the ball pretty well, but they only ran it 11 times. So if they got to be able to stick to the run, keep this game within reason, probably it's going to be on the road. It probably will be a close game and just do not and just win the physicality battle. And this team will probably end up being victorious. Grady Jarrett, two and a half sacks in that game. Vic Beasley, one and a half. They went off in that game. So you got to give them credit for doing that, but you cannot let that happen again. I think the Saints know that, but you just cannot let that happen again for sure. So you want to see this up front. A battle, I think that's going to be the biggest matchup in this one, how the Saints' offensive line fares against a Atlanta Falcons defensive line that used to be really good, kind of washed up now, played really good against the Saints. So we'll have to see um, what what this team does in this game. Grady Jarrett had five QB hits in that game. 
crazy amount. So the Saints are going to have to definitely patch that up. And hopefully this left this left side stays. It, it stayed for the game against the Panthers. Hopefully it stays against the Falcons. I think that's going to be a big matchup for this game. I think the biggest matchup. Second matchup is how our D-line is going to face against their O-line. They didn't play good. Only one sack against that bad, or I shouldn't say bad, but that patched up the offensive line that the Falcons had. Right now, they're coming in here with just a couple guys injured, just like the Saints. But the Saints did not play good in this one, as Demario Davis had the only sack for the Saints. And you saw Cameron Jordan was quiet in that game. You saw Marcus Davenport quiet. Everybody was quiet in this game. Cameron Jordan only had one QB hit. And when you're looking at it, the Saints only had five QB hits the whole game. Grady Jarrett himself had five QB hits. So, again, they're going to have to look at this game. Just you have to control the line of scrimmage here. you got to obviously stop the run, which the Saints did not do. It's another thing the Saints didn't do in this game. They did not stop the run. You're looking at guys like Brian Hill. Devontae Freeman played in this one as well. And you're just looking at this game and just people were just, I mean, it just was not good. Calvin Ridley had a 20-yard run. Um, Kenyon Barner had a 12-yard run. And when you're looking at this, it's going to be very difficult for the Saints to win games if they're going to be having these difficulties up front. I think it's going to be tough for any team. So they got to bear down. Cam Jordan's got to play good. Marcus Davenport's got to keep uh, some some momentum going after that fourth quarter last week where it was a really good fourth quarter for him. And then up the middle, you got to be better in the interior and stop this run game for the Falcons. They ran the ball 34 times. I mean, you cannot have a team run the ball 34 times and that they're just controlling. They had these long drives, and they were just controlling the Saints. Cannot happen again. That's going to be the biggest two matchups in this thing, and we got to obviously look at that up front on the road. you got to win the line of scrimmage. you got to match their physicality. That's going to be the biggest thing that Sean Payton is probably preaching for this game. That and the stop, stoppage of penalties, I think those are really big for the Saints. And then our final matchup is going to be Lattimore versus Julio. Again, Julio didn't do much in this game, considering he had nine targets. He only had three catches. Now, he had a big catch for 54 yards. But besides that, not much for him there. So, honestly, and with Lattimore, he had no catches until Lattimore got hurt. So, if Lattimore comes up, plays in this game, which I expect him to do, he's I think he's primed to shut down Julio Jones like he did in the first half last week. If he's able to only give up three catches to Julio, I think that's a very possible outcome in this one. So, definitely look for that. Again, I, I think that... Lattimore and Julio went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth their whole time when uh, Lattimore's been on the Saints. Five meetings. And this time, it was just Lattimore putting it to Julio and obviously got Julio frustrated. And then Lattimore ended up, you know, getting hurt, sadly. So then Julio opened up with a big play. But still, if you're able to stop Julio to three catches and just take out that big play, that would be huge. I think is going to win this battle in a big way. And that's kind of my bold prediction for this one. I think Lattimore is going to come up, play in this game, and play really well. So that's kind of what I am expecting there. So I think that is going to wrap up our intriguing matchups. And before we get into our group by group preview, let's get to a word from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice all in the Vivid Seats mobile app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. This is called Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the Vivid Seats app today. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards program for free. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts, end games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards program today. 
And when it's time to buy, new users enter the promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. It really is a great program, a really great app. So definitely check Vivid Seats out. They really know what they're doing. And I always go there when I'm looking for Saints tickets or obviously other tickets in the New York area. It's just really a good place to go. Welcome back into the Houdat discussion. And now we are going to get to our group by group preview, starting off with our quarterbacks. Then we'll go all the way down to our coaching and special teams category. So starting off with the quarterback, I'll take Drew Brees over Matt Ryan. Again, Matt Ryan, he's like if you're just looking at stats wise, he had a pretty good season, but he's always getting behind and stuff like that. So that's why he's been able to put up the yards here. But he does have 10 picks, 18 touchdowns. Breeze has 11 touchdowns to four picks, which is a pretty good ratio here. And if you look at his touchdowns per game, it's definitely, it's I believe it's in the top eight in the NFL. So he's definitely there. The stats wise, he just obviously was hurt for five games. So you see those stats are definitely lower than they usually are. So I'll take Breeze. It's just how Breeze has been playing. Obviously getting the clutch last minute drive last game to get the game winner. That's obviously really big for Drew. But then also... I think he's been able to throw the deep ball pretty well. Not as good as he used to, but still he's able to throw it down the field and he could stretch the field with guys. I mean, Ted Ginn dropped a perfect ball, but guys like Ted Ginn, guys like Traquan Smith, Michael Thomas, obviously, they're able to throw those 30-yard 30, uh, 30 deep balls still. And, I, and again, I don't think it's that big of an issue. People are saying his arm strength's going down. I just don't see it right now, and I think he's playing really good. He looks fresh. He looks ready to go, and he looks like a baller right now, and I think he'll continue that. Matt Ryan... Again, when he beat the Saints, he was basically a game manager. So he's, I think, going to have to play better in this one if they want to win. I don't see that. I think the Saints will get pressure on him this time. I think the Saints will make them be in a lot of pass situations. And Matt Ryan will end up uh, failing and throwing some picks in this game. That's just kind of what I'm thinking here and what I am just predicting. And I think Breeze will have the better game. Going over the skill position players, I'll take the Saints in this one. Again, I feel like Alvin Kamara is better than a banged-up Devontae Freeman. I mean, right now, Michael Thomas has been better than Julio, but even if you want to put them a push, that's fine. Calvin Ridley does have the edge for the Saints, but uh, against the Saints, I should say. And then Austin Hooper, he's not going to play in this one. So I think Jared Cook has the edge over their backup tight end, J Jaden Graham, for sure. So who we really... Th I mean, the, the Falcons definitely have a good skill position, good weapons, and the Saints are obviously going to have to watch them out for sure. But really, right now, you're looking at their top players. I think the Saints' top skill position players are better. But obviously, the Falcons have the depth. Russell Gage has played a really good game against the Saints. He was really good. Brian Hill, definitely a solid number two back for them. And they're able to have the depth. But I think the Saints' overall absolute star players are better than the Falcons' star players. And that's why I think they do have the edge with the skill position players. You have guys like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara who could just change the game for the Saints and complete control the game for the Saints against the Falcons. So I think that's big. And the Saints definitely have a little depth with uh, Latavius Murray, who I take over their second running back. And then still the receivers, I know they haven't showed out, but you're really expecting Traquan Smith to be just as good, if not better than Russell Gage. Calvin Ridley obviously has a pure edge over Ted Ginn. But that, again, that's one position. That's just your wide receiver too. I think all the other ones, the Saints have the edge in. And I think the Saints definitely have this edge here. And that could be a reason why they win. Maybe, you know, skill position players, just one more play, it helps. You know, if they're able to make it one more first down, one more play, that's going to help you win games. And I think the Saints would have the ability to do that. And I think they have a better probability of doing that than the Falcons do. Because if you're able to just put um, Lattimore on uh, Julio and they'll go at it, but I think Lattimore would win at the end. And I don't know what Devontae Freeman would do against a really tough Saints front. So, again, I'm going to take the Saints in this one, and I think they do have an edge. 
O-line, I gave the Saints the edge in the last one, but I'm going to say pushing this one because the Saints are coming in without their left tackle and their left guard. And the Falcons are coming in here pretty healthy. The only really big injury they had was Chris Lindstrom to IR. But besides that, they're coming in pretty healthy. The Jake Matthews in there. They have Alex Mack at the center. Caleb McGarry at right tackle. Jamon Brown at right guard. And they have left guard would be James Carpenter. That's all the starters they had. So they are coming in healthy. But the Saints have an all-pro with Ryan Ramchick, who's much better than uh, McGarry. Um, Walford's a, a pro bowler. He should be there. And honestly, how good Eric McCoy's been playing, he's maybe been better than Alec Mack, who's a good center. So I'm going to say it's a push, but because we don't really know what we're getting out of that um, left side. Now, I don't think uh, James Carpenter is this great player. I think Nick Easton that could actually be better than him. And I, I, I'll take Jake Matthews over Patrick Obame. But again, I just think that the Saints coming up in this game, I'm going to go with the push because I think the Saints overall had a better offensive line injuries hit, and that's kind of just going to make it equal with a push. So that's just kind of what I'm feeling there. Moving over to the defensive line, I'm going to take the Saints in this one. Now, if you're looking at the last game, going based off just the last game, I'd probably take the Falcons. Tack McKinley, Vic Beasley played really good in this one. Grady Jarrett played really good in this one. All, all of them really did a good job. But overall, this whole season with the whole sample size, I'm going to take Cameron Jordan and the Saints here. I mean, what Cameron Jordan, he's been better than what Vic Beasley, Grady Jarrett, all those guys are able to do. I'll even take uh, Rankins over Grady Jarrett. If Grant, I think Rankins is starting to get and hit his stride, I think, at the perfect time. Same with um, Onyemata and Malcolm Butler's played really good. I think he's been better than Tyler Davidson in that one-tech position. So overall, I'm going to take the Saints here. I think they have, I think, better depth. I think they're, I think they're going to actually have a really big game in this one. I think um, Cameron Jordan will come away with a few sacks in prime time, and I think um, Davenport's going to have maybe a little of a coming out party and keep that momentum from the fourth game. And I think they're going to be able to get to Matt Ryan. Um, a decent amount in this game here. So I'm going to take the Saints defensive line over the Falcons defensive line. Moving over to the linebackers. Now, this is tough. Now, Deion, Deion Jones, Debo, really good. He's a good player. We all know that. But so is DeMario, uh, DeMario Davis. And I know last time I think I gave this to the, to the Falcons. I'm going to say it's a push in this one. Now, as good as um, Deion Jones is playing, DeMario Davis is playing probably just as just as good as not better. And you look at the other guys with De Devondre Campbell and Fosai Okukum, and... Um, I think when you're looking at Kiko and AJ Klein, they're playing just as good as those guys, if not better as well. And I think you can go back and forth. A lot of people are going to have different opinions on it. I'm going to say it's a push. I think both are good groups and they're solid groups. And this is probably the Saints' worst defensive group. And I think it's maybe the Falcons' best defensive group. So you can kind of see where both teams are coming from. But again, I, I think this is a push. I think um, Deion Jones is one of the best linebackers in this league. So you got to give him a ton of respect. But so is uh, Demario Davis. And I think those are kind of just pushes. And if A.J. Klein's able to play at the best A.J. Klein level, maybe he's better than these guys, but we don't know. It's not always the case. Same with Kiko Alonso, who's actually playing really good, if not better than Kiko, uh, than A.J. Klein right now. So I think that's really interesting as well. And then finally, our secondary group for the defense is here, and I'm going to take the Saints if they have Lattimore for sure. And uh, obviously, Lattimore, Apple, Bell, and Williams have played so good. And then you want to add P.J. in the slot. That group played so good. Lattimore injury hit, and they kind of held their own. Last week, they got beat. It was kind of just like a matter of time when P.J. Williams was going to get, uh, it would bite on the deep ball, and they'd, he'd get beat. That happened. But I think with Lattimore back, everyone will be put back in their, the spots that they're comfortable in, and I think this will cause a really good game by the Saints secondary, and I'm expecting a lockdown performance by them and them to get this, um, help the Saints get the victory here in this one. So, 
If you're looking at the Falcons side, now they got De Desmond Trufant, who's going to go up against Mike Thomas. I'll take Mike Thomas in that battle. Isaiah Oliver, I mean, he's actually been up and down as a rookie. And, I mean, he's probably going to go up against Ted Ginn. I'm not expecting Ted Ginn to have a huge game by any means, but, I mean, look, if the Saints are able to get good matchups, you probably should take it. And then Ricardo Allen, Devontae Casey just have not been that good this season, and I, I'm expecting Jared Cook to take advantage of that, and same with Alan Kamara in the uh, passing game as well. So, again, I'll take the Saints secondary over the Falcons secondary. The Saints secondary, I mean, how Lattimore's playing, he's been a pro bowler. Eli Apple's playing his best football of his career. So, and then the same with Marcus Williams, who's really having a really nice third-year jump, and he looks amazing as one of the best free safeties in this league. And so Von Bell looks just as good as he was last year. Overall, Saints, Saints secondary, I think, when healthy, is one of the best in the league. So, that's just kind of what I'm thinking here. And the Falcons secondary, it's not the worst, but it's not good by any uh, stretch of the imagination. And I'll take the Saints over them special teams and coaching i'll take the saints in both categories the falcons have young hoku and ryan allen and i'll take what the saints are putting down with uh thomas morstead and will lutz is both will lutz game winning field goal ice in his veins young hoku missed a lot of field goals last year coming in strong now but still i don't trust him completely and you're looking at alan kamara and Taysom hill with Kenyon barner i'd probably give the edge of the saints there as well and then if you're looking at the um kind of like the kick return the kick um specialist here i mean how good uh justin hardy's been you got to give him a ton of credit same with uh gt gray everyone they're all been really good so you've got to give them a ton of credit and i think they have a better group overall than the falcons do and then finally the coaching sean payton got out coached last game just gonna say it to dan quinn dan quinn was coaching for his life and he outcoached sean payton I don't think that's going to happen again. I think Sean Payton's going to get his team ready to play. They'll be disciplined. They'll be physical. And they're going to go out and win this game. I'll take Sean Payton over um, Dan Quinn there. And then my score position. I, I think the Saints are going to win this game. I think it will be close in the beginning. The Saints pull away late. I'm going to go 27-14 Saints. Saints will be NFC South Division Champions for the third straight season. I think the Saints will be ready to go. And I think overall, this Saints team... Sky's the limit. And if you're 10-2 coming in here already, uh, clinched uh, um, one playoff game, home playoff game, and now obviously you're going for more with a bye week. And uh, it's all going to set up a really big week next week with the Saints and 49ers probably playing for a number one seed there. So that's obviously going to be a huge game. And I think all Houdet Nation, they'll turn up for that game. But again, I think the Saints will go obviously on the road. I think they'll play good enough football win. Maybe not 27. Maybe I'll go 24-14 and the Saints will come up, play good football, and win this game, I think, at the end of the day. And I think they want to show out um, when they got blown out. Not, yeah, they did get blown out. They got blown out by the Falcons, and they want to show that they're not that team, and they're going to go out and prove like they're ready to win and prove a point that they're one of these best teams in the league in the prime time on Thanksgiving. And I think they'll end up getting that done. So with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you enjoy what we do here at the Houdat Discussion and you haven't followed us on our various social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion, and then also you can subscribe to anywhere you listen to your podcast. That means iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, and more. So let's hope the Saints get this win. Let's hope that we can go in there, have a really nice Thanksgiving, and finish it off with a nice victory and eat some turkey after the game when they give out the turkey drums, the drumsticks to see, um, you know, like the best players. We won it last year and hopefully we can win it again. And we're going to be wearing those color rush jerseys. So we'll definitely have that drip on as well on the road. And I think overall it's going to be a really nice game. 
Also, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody, all the Houdat Nation, anyone who's listening to this podcast, and hope you guys have the best weekend. And now the holidays are here, and that means when December comes, football's starting to wind down and the big games start to happen. We know when the holidays come, and the Saints hopefully will be playing a few big games in December and January, meaningful games, and hopefully we can make it all the way to February, so that would obviously be huge. But with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?